0: Don't take too much time trying to really figure out who you are, what you're supposed to be doing, because a lot of the times you will see your purpose and just the many things that you've been doing. You'll see your purpose from how people respond to the many things you do.
1: Hello to our listeners. Welcome to Twin Talks time. Your host today will be Daniela and I'm joined by a young lady who is dynamic, intentional, and she is an initiator. I'm joined by Rufaro Chirewa. She's a dear friend of mine, a Zimbabwean sister, and I'm so excited to have her here just to talk about her journey and everything she's been doing. So welcome, Rufaro. Just explain your background and your story.
0: Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me today. I'm super duper excited to be talking and just sharing. And Yeah, I think everyone just loves talking, so this is a great chance to talk. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, just basically like what she said, I'm also from Zim, from Harare, came here to the States. So I'm studying in Louisiana. I'm actually in my senior year, graduating this December. I came in 2016. On a full tennis scholarship, so I've been playing for my tennis team for these past four years. It's been the best years of my life. Majoring um, in finance, and
1: yeah, that's basically I guess like the framework of my story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. And how long have you been playing tennis? Like in terms of your background.
0: Oh, um, I've been playing since I was. About nine, I think. Yeah. Probably about nine. And then I started playing a bit more competitively when I was about thirteen. Yeah, about twelve, thirteen.
1: Yeah, awesome. And I just want to know as a soon athlete and playing tennis most of your life, are there any like life skills and values you think you learned through sports that have just been vital to your success in your just your career right now?
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I think I mean growing up I've always been an athlete. So um my father was an athlete. He played on the tennis team at his high school. And so, you know, as a family we always used to just play tennis. But then also when I was in junior school, like me and my best friends were very competitive athletes. And we were on the hockey team, tennis team, we did cross country athletics, were Like we were on it. And so I feel just the fact of being able to take on sport and then also making sure your academics is uh, one part, you know, that they all work well, also really teaches you a lot about discipline. I remember this so vividly when I was still in junior school and my dad threatened me. I was like, if your grades are not too far, because I think i had a bad semester and he told me, you won't play sport. And I cried. <laughs> I remember <was laughs> like much. And so <laughs> I think it definitely <laughs> teaches you you know, a lot about discipline and just responsibility. But in terms of, you know, just being an athlete, the amount of hours you put, you understand that everything is a process that you have to put in a lot of work. And then also with playing tennis, I feel tennis can be lonely sometimes, especially if you're on the tennis court by yourself playing singles. Mm-hmm. And so it really teaches you to uh, be content with yourself, be content with your game style and think within yourself Um So which are skills that I've transferred to myself in the things I do personally, professionally as well, that I have to be content with myself when things are not working. I have to dig within myself to find something that, you know, that can work until we figure it out.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. That's that's really eye-opening. I think also as an athlete, and I play golf, but I grew up playing team sports as well. Like you said, you have a background in netball. When you play a sport on your own, you definitely uh, learn a lot about yourself, different values. And I think when things are tough, especially when you're playing on your own, you learn how to push yourself, to discipline yourself, to tell yourself to commit to certain things and even when you're playing your technique. So yeah, I definitely agree. I just believe most kids should play sports because there's so much more you learn compared to the classroom, compared to doing other things. So yeah, that's why I love sport. I think I know you have a book and I've read it myself. Can you tell me more about why you decided to write a book and how you were so courageous to do that?
0: Yeah, well, do you know when people say, yeah, life is a journey, everything happens for a reason. Like it's mm-hmm. very, very true. And I've learned to not take that so lightly because, uh, the reason why I wrote this book and started this book was it was, it came out of a moment of basically just failure, a little bit of depression, just a lot. I remember I was going through, it was a summer when I thought I would, so I'm majoring in finance. And I mean, when you're in college, university, you want to have at least some work experience, so either being an internship or an attachment. So you see the work you're doing and then see if you like it, right? And networking and is a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get that. And as you would understand, as an international student studying in the United States or wherever you are, it's difficult to get an internship sometimes. And so I was just so frustrated. I thought I had put in everything. My grades were great, but, and everything, but it wasn't working. And then also, I was also going through, I'd just gone through like a heartbreak and it was just a very, turning out to be a very, very long summer. And mm-hmm. I remember talking to my friend, I was staying with her over the summer and I was just writing and I don't even remember how I just started writing. So I was actually writing just like random stories about my grandmother and about, you know, sports and about me, whatever. And then, so my friend was like, you know what? Just keep writing and make yourself accountable. Just keep writing, keep writing. And I was like, okay, so, so I just continued. you well, a good friend. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. And you know, my friend is, she's a biology major. Um, I'll give her a shout out to mm-hmm. she's He's Canadian. Absolutely love her. And so she, she mm-hmm. literally, and you know what? I also followed up on this because each time i write essays, even for school, whatever, I'll always email them to her or even like, um, essays for, conference oh. I was do so she can proofread so i was like you know what she's encouraged me to do this let me do it and so i was just doing that and as an escape basically and to take up some of my time um to just try something different right gain a set cert- a different kind of skill as well i was like at least if i do writing mm-hmm. you know at least it'll I'll differentiate myself from my peers who are also looking for other roles in finance right so that's how it started mm-hmm. then, yeah um, with writing my book I remember I had interviewed and interviewed and I just again as I was saying I was getting the same results I thought I'd made progress up to a point where you know it comes to almost getting an offer and then you know oh sorry we can't because you're an international student and so I remember as I have a yoga mat in the corner of my room and I was sitting down there and I took my laptop and I just started venting I was just writing 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 and I was writing down my frustrations and I was writing down and I realized, you know what, I, I love writing things with like, as uh, making, making it like a narrative, right? I love descriptive essays. And mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what, at least let me put in what I like and also put, um, the things that I'm going through. I started writing about the conferences I've gone to, started writing about the pe- people who've helped me, started writing about the different skills that I, um, just different tactics that I use to approach this job search, et cetera. Until so I realized, oh my goodness, let me actually turn this into a short book and just release it. Yeah. And so one of my mentors, mm-hmm. she's um, really into finance and she's a CPN. So she wrote her an ebook and she published it. And so I reached out to her and she's like, yeah, you know, it doesn't even take much. And so I was like, okay, you know what? So I guess I can actually, I can do this. I can make this work. I can make this work. And so, um, I talked with a publisher who was mentoring me through the process, which didn't take long at all because I had literally written all of the stuff. And another thing I always tell people who reach out to me, they say, I want to write a book. What do I do? And I tell them, don't do, don't stress yourself with doing too much research. Just write because the hardest Mm -hmm. thing um, is starting. So you have your laptop, you have your just write your words. Don't think about a certain format or this or that. Because that's those are the small things. You can always edit those after you've written your genuine and authentic thoughts. And that's what I wanted. I wanted when people read this, they felt as though I was telling them this story. They felt as though they were living this. Because I wanted to be as relatable. Because this was literally my truth. And me venting for every international student. Venting for every student looking for a job. You know, venting for every student who is trying to find themselves. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I actually read your book as well. So I can definitely agree when I was reading it, I felt like I could relate to a lot of things you talked about, whether it was going to conferences for the first time and not knowing what to say or how exactly to, I think, go into that job search. And that's what I want to know is you went from an internship that was almost secured, but they couldn't take you as an international student Mm -hmm. to having a successful summer recently at EY. Mm -hmm. Do you think that being disappointed your previous summer prepared you to have a good successful internship and a successful search
0: do you know what I that's a very interesting question so I'll go back to just that um, time where like you're explaining how I you know I, everything had worked out I had, you know found let's say this great firm and everything and I was excited but you know my status came into the way of it and so personally I you know I'm a believer so I pray about a lot of things, right? So when that happened, Mm -hmm. I remember I was so depressed, but that was only for like a few hours. And then something within me just made me calm. I I cannot even explain it. That whole something, And I was just Mm -hmm. so confused. Like, why am I not Mm -hmm. disappointed? Why am I not discouraged that something I've been working so hard towards just got, seemed like it'd been snatched away. But then literally... A few days followed, and I got a phone call from EY, and they told me I got an offer. And I remember, even when I did do my interview with EY, I did not. I left that built that room thinking I had messed this up so bad, you know. And it just goes to show that sometimes there's certain things that you cannot control, right? So in this instance, there was both mm-hmm. of these this bad news, you know, and then this good news you know, like what you said, you read the book. So if anyone hasn't read the book, go read the book so you can understand what I'm referring to. After I had received, you know, bad news on an offer I thought I had secured, and it turns out I hadn't, Um I was saying I only felt really disappointed and depressed for just a few hours. And then for the next couple of days, I had this piece within me, and I don't know how to describe it, right? And so... I mm-hmm. I yeah I I don't I just can't describe it. So um I mean for people who are like religious, spiritual whatever so for me I just knew that it had to be apart from somewhere else, right? Like literally God had just moved so much peace that I don't know how to explain. And this was only because something greater was coming and a few days later I got a phone call from EY saying I'd gotten an internship for that summer. And It's something I had not even expected because I remember after I had done that interview, I walked out and I was just thinking, "Oh my goodness, these people not going to call me back. I don't think I got this right." And it turns out, you know, that this I was what they were looking for. And in terms of when I then went to EY to do my summer internship, like you were asking me how this setback had prepared me for the summer, I think that it prepared me in the sense that. I was very aware and like mindful of the fact that I need to try and maximize on a lot of things. So in terms of like with networking a lot, especially since I was in New York City, mm. uh, I was going to network with people where I was working and also other people where I was not working because I knew how hard it was for me to get this opportunity because I didn't have access to a lot of things. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm here. So I'm going to maximize on that but I would also say that you know especially for be it something you've never been in be it like work if you've never done certain type of work there's certain things you can't really prepare yourself for but I think maybe more mentally that's how I was able to prepare myself to just be able to network more uh, be open to meet people be open to put yourself in very interesting posi- um, positions or situations that you would have never expected to be and then just being open to the fact that hey okay I don't understand this it's okay
1: <laughs> so yeah exactly yeah and I love that because you mentioned building relationships and people you met outside of where you worked I know when we spoke last November you were the one of the first people who brought up personal branding LinkedIn and just using the platform to leverage relationships how did you get into starting to use that platform? Because I think you've managed to share your story in a very helpful way. And you've encouraged people like me to take those steps and share what we're doing.
0: Oh, so I remember I, so with joining LinkedIn, I remember creating an account. I had a business class. And so my professor told us, yeah, everyone create an account. And so I just created it. I had no idea what this was about. And I just left it. And then, so I was going for my first conference ever so I was a sophomore and this was the like, second year so it was with the National Association of Black Accountants and even the way I ended up going mm-hmm. for that conference I literally bumped into the president of that organization on campus it's like hey what's your GPA and I told so her like oh my goodness you know come for this meeting and we have this conference and I was like cool let's go <laughs> right and I went through <laughs> that and everyone was talking about yeah you know before you uh, have an interview with your recruiter, look them up on LinkedIn before you go for this networking session, look them up on LinkedIn. I was like, okay, so I opened this LinkedIn, I'm looking for people, and then as I'm looking for those people, I see what their profile looks like. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. And there I am, I'm this ghost on this LinkedIn, right? And so I was like, okay, <laughs> I have to figure this out. And so after that conference, so obviously I connected with some people there, right? It's just connecting, not really what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as you connect with more people, you connect with their connections and their connections, right? And so from there I started me connecting with many, many international mm-hmm. students. And I from that I realized, oh my goodness, this job search is not a joke, especially if you're an international student. And then also if you don't go to a college school. Oh yeah. And so just by looking at how those other international students were engaging on LinkedIn, I was very encouraged. I was like, okay, you know, message them hey do you want to chat could you let me know how you're doing xyz hey could you let me know how you're going on this job search how are you going for these conferences i literally was i told myself you know what i have to be vulnerable and figure this out because my goal was to get this internship right and so i was like i have to put my ego my shyness aside all of that and talk to these people (laughs) um and also another thing that i would do is you know let's say I'll reach out to this person, be like, Hey, do you mind if I tag you in my post so we could get some, like, you know, convert and, and talk about the certain post, whatever. And then hopefully, like, I can, that would also really mm-hmm. help me with building my confidence in posting. Um, and so those are just some of the few things I started doing. And then, yeah, and then I guess you get a little bit addicted.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, actually, that sounds funny to me as well because my first few posts, I was definitely, you feel you're holding yourself back to post because I think it's so easy on platforms to always post success and mm-hmm. what you're doing because you know everyone receives that well. And that's what attracts lots, lots of the likes. But having a conversation is so different and posting your thoughts because you invite the idea of people disagreeing with you or no yeah. one commenting. So I think being in that journey, watching, different people post content and I remember when you first mentioned to me you can start with as easy as talking about something you went to and I slowly started doing that and now I'm more comfortable but it's been like you said it's so addictive to just meet people who are like-minded or people who think in a completely different way because I think that platform has like taken over but one thing I also want to ask is I want to talk about upper step because I think there was at the beginning of my journey when I first started looking for internships, I definitely, I remember reaching out to you and asking you about the process because I feel like even though we're at schools that know they have international students, there's so many gray areas with, okay, what do you, what, how do you secure the internship? What do you talk about in the process? So how did you come up with identifying the gap and launching up a step?
0: Yeah. So, you know what? I think. It's the same way that people create things, um, or give back and, um, for things that they have experienced, right? For groups and, uh, to people who mm-hmm. are experiencing the other things that they, they're experienced. So I'm going to obviously bring a bit of my book into answering this question as well, because they all kind of, mm-hmm. you know, tie into each other. If you put it like that. When I went to my international student's office as a, sophomore and i asked him Yay, yeah, you know i would want to find out about this internship thing because i was just hearing about it and i wanted to understand what it's about and i remember they told me oh no don't worry about it you can start to you know they figure that out in your junior senior year and so i was like oh okay but then only to find out that you know when you go to a lot of these other conferences there are many people who are starting as a freshman as a sophomore and that's when I feel exactly. you need to start because yes. you have time to try something if you don't like it at school. Try something you don't like it at school. And especially if you're an international student, um already we're going through like the H1B process is so competitive. Um, and, you know, companies might not sponsor, might sponsor. So you have to start early to differentiate yourself. Start early, start building those networks with those you know, those connections with those people who could potentially hire you. And so... Going back to your question with Upper Step, I remember talking to my friend, uh, Jade, and so I I told her literally about, you know, just everything I was going through with the internship search, right? Because I met her at a conference as well. And she was like, yeah, you know you. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm going through this, but I also want to share, help and share um, this information with a lot of people because although I was doing phone calls with people, you know, they would ask, Certain things of like networking, personal branding, things like that. Mainly being international students because that was just my connection since I'm an international student. But I wanted to share with more people because again, I realized that there are so many international students who don't know, like what you're saying. You really don't know, and it's not your fault because one, there's very little information out there. Um, yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing. There's very really little information out there, and so I figured. If I do share the information I do know about how to network and differentiate yourself differentiate yourself as an international student looking for an internship or a full-time author, how to understand, you know, OPT, CPT as an international student, how to understand when you need to apply for these things, how to understand what are my limitations and restrictions when I'm working or when I'm at school, you know, how to navigate just being a student in a foreign land. And I wanted to share that with people. And I figured everyone is on Instagram, right? Everyone is on Facebook. And then now also we're on LinkedIn. And so at first it was just me sharing videos. Um, I did some, again, about networking, some difference between OPT and CPT, when to apply for that. Um, I think I did one as well about conferences. So I started with that and then um, met or then got um, connected with, Prince and met him we, who became my co-founders and after we like rebranded as well and wanted to yes still focus on international students but it's not exclusively for international students because at the end of the day we're all students who are just trying to be better right and so Prince came yeah. in with because he mm-hmm. also had a hashtag he was going on with which was um his way motivation he has such great videos about. Um, also internships, job search, a lot of inspirational, motivational content, and then met him. He's just an amazing person. Um, um, he's in the uh, studying computer science so, and cyber, and he just brought also a great um, different perspective as well to the stuff that we were doing. And so I figured if I wanted to grow this, I needed to have, obviously, these two amazing people so we can grow with this and just run with it. And so... Since then, we recently did a campaign. We did a hashtag I'm a student campaign uh, because I'm really passionate about um, helping students on campus maximize their scholarly status because there's so many things and so many resources that we don't tap into as students. We have such a great unit on oh, campus yeah. to either try entrepreneurship or to try this and this and that and we don't maximize on that. And another thing is what we did was Um, a series for preparing for the internship, which was great. We had, uh, students from all over the, we had students from literally all over the world. We had some from the UK, from here as well, um, sharing tips and tricks on how to prepare for that internship. And then also when I was in Zimbabwe, uh, in January, I hosted an event, which was for self-awareness as well and for goal setting for 2019, where we had about 20 students. So, This, yeah, absolutely love just how my, I guess, a lot of things link and tie tie together. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I love that. And when I just think of everything you've mentioned, you've talked about uh, the environment being more competitive. You talked about different ways you connected people from all over the world. Because as you've been doing that, I've also been watching. And not only does that impact me, but it inspires me as well, just seeing that the different things you can do, the different skills you can gain. But one thing I wanted to tap into was you talked about how it's only getting more competitive. And we've talked about this before. Your first summer when you didn't get your internship, what were you spending most of your time doing? Because I know you once mentioned writing and you have another book coming up. Can you just tell us more about what that summer was okay, yeah. for you? So,
0: my, the summer of my junior year, when I didn't get my internship, since I graduated in December, so it's a bit like Strange when I say junior, yes, i yeah. So, um, how did I start it off? So, okay, so I did um try to go for conferences. So, I went for a conference for, um, and then I went for an event as well for like entrepreneurs. And because I was very interested in learning more about entrepreneurship and just meeting very different people. And then after that, I packed my bag and I went to New York for a week. And I literally crashed on my cousin's couch. And I told him, I'm here to attend conferences and network (laughs) with people. And using LinkedIn again, LinkedIn is such a great tool. If any of you are not on LinkedIn, you need to create an account. Message me. uh, My name on LinkedIn, Rufaro Chirewa. You'll find my name there. Message me. Let's set up the time and I can help you set it up. And so I reached out to people on LinkedIn. And I told them, hey, you know, these are connections i had been in touch with before. Hey, I'm coming to New York. I'd like to have coffee with you and talk about how I can, you know, just l- learn about your job or learn more about finance, learn more about this. And the people I met literally changed my summer. I was there for a week only, but I connected with people who have become my mentors, people who helped me uh, build my personal brand, people who invested time into me to helping me with interview skills, people who helped me with um, creating strategies for navigating the job search. So that was, although it was, it was literally all you had to do was just, what I had to do was just get a plane ticket and get to, get to New York to the hub of where I wanted to be. And that's another thing that I guess, um, being, let's say an international student who's maybe not in the hub of their major or just what, whatever you are, but you're not where there are a lot of opportunities. Um, with being a student who's not in the hub of, let's say your major or what you want to do, You don't really have an excuse because you can go to where those opportunities are when you have the chance. And when you go there, make sure you maximize. So before I went to New York for that week, just sit and have coffee with people and literally have them listen to me, talk to me, listen to them and learn from them. And then say, hey, okay, after that, do you mind looking at my resume and giving me advice on that? Hey, do you mind connecting me with another person at your firm who could help you with my resume? You know, things like that, building your network, that is something that is so priceless because again, when you start now the job search, you have all these other people who can refer you and recommend you. You have all these people who can help you with your resume, people who actually work in those companies so they know what is expected. So yeah, apart from writing, that's what I did. Um and then also I was working on more of my technical skills. I mean, you know, I did some Excel courses. And then I also really created a solid plan to tackle my job search which also is in my ebook so
1: yeah i love that and one thing i keep noticing like a pattern for you is the people you surround Mm -hmm. yourself and your friends it i can definitely tell you have a network of people who constantly help you people you give back to as well so it's that mutual uh relationship where you're giving to each other so can you tell me how you Either you attract those kind of people or do you think that your energy just passes on to people and they cling to you? How have you been able to find friends who are more than just there for you, but they're very supportive? I
0: I would like to hope that I have an energy (laughs) that attracts such great people. (laughs) I hope so. But um, do you know what? I think I, so I would say, I mean, I'm sure you can relate as well with being an athlete. I think that a lot of the people I mm-hmm. have really connected with on a professional level, then that's become also um, a bit personal as well. Um, it was mainly, it literally was because I really, really, really wanted to connect with people who knew more than me. That was, that was mm-hmm. it simply. Because my goal, it seems very, very shallow, but my biggest goal for the longest was just to get this internship mm-hmm. and then figure it out from there. And so for me to get that, I was going to connect to those people who had gotten an internship before, to those people who knew of conferences, those people who were good at things I was not good at. And even though I might have been shy to talk to them or whatever, I had to, you know, take put those emotions in a bag and figure it out and just go talk to those people um, and ask them questions and then start connecting with them. And then I realized that the more people I decide I connected yeah. with, then my uh network became bigger. Because it's like I know this person. Let's say I know you, then you know, and then I'm also automatically connected to your twin and your twin's friends, etc. And like it becomes a larger network. Mm-hmm. Um and also another thing as well, I mean, when I would go to conferences or whatever, I always made sure that I did get people's um LinkedIns and Instagram after. Because um I mean also because that helps when staying in touch with people and you see the things they're doing and also vice versa. And if you need to ask them something, you know, they will connect with you as well. And I think another thing as well with our generation is that we believe so much in collaboration and we believe so much in helping each other. So no, it's no. not like that mindset of oh no, if I help you then I'm going to lose opportunities, you know. So I think also I've just benefited, and I'm sure, and you, you as well, we've just all benefited from that mindset of other people, of just being, of meeting people who are willing to help. So yeah, so I think I'm, I've been trying, really trying to also just carry that on forward and help as well as much as I receive. Cause I know I do take from a lot of people and I'm yeah. so grateful the people I meet. So I'm definitely always worth give
1: as well. Oh yeah, I love that. And you mentioned collaboration. It just makes me think of the quote. I won't get it exactly right, but if you want to do well, go. I think if you want to do well, go fast. If you want to do yeah, better, go with someone. Something like that. I, need that's true. I think it's if you want to go, yeah. If
0: you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far,
1: go together or something like that. Ooh. Exactly. Collaboration. Yes, because I was like, I don't know this exactly, but I've heard it before. One thing I want to ask you is with all that you're involved in on campus, off campus, how do you stay balanced and avoid burnout? Because I think that's the biggest thing is feeling so involved to the point that you're self deprived.
0: (laughs) This Uh, 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 This one's a deep one. Yeah, like this one's a deep one. No, I don't know if I've even really managed to to balance. I don't know. Can you even really come to a balance? <laughs> but I think, um, I know my dad is always, 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 always telling me, don't do too much. You'll burn yourself out. Don't this. And I'm just like, daddy, but if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? You know, but I think that especially, so a lot of the things that I may have done. So for instance, right, with my writing and with my book, those came out of a time when I was very, when I was going through a lot emotionally, so I was not at the best stage of my life mentally, right? So that was literally an escape. So Mm -hmm. I barely went out. I barely, you know, the only who I talked to were literally my small circle of friends and my small circle of friends consists of my teammates. (laughs) Literally. So, um, If I look at it, it was, (laughs) yes, it was a little bit lonely, but I got so much work done, you know, but then now to say moving forward from that place where I'm in a much better place as well emotionally, um, I think I've learned to really like prioritize a lot. So, um, certain things like really trying to get a good, um, routine in the morning. So waking up a certain time doing my writing or my reading in the mornings, things like that. Um. what else I mean small things like Instagram I really try not to be on Instagram during the week because it takes up so much of my time but I think another big thing is just like finding ways that you can use the small spaces in your time so for instance right like I do like to write a lot so another and like during my day I've seen that I don't have a lot of time especially now with class and then maybe like workouts or like I'm studying for this and that. And for instance, if I'm on the bus going from the back of campus to the front of campus and you're just observing people, there are so many things that, you know, so many little uh, pieces of material that I could be thinking of in that moment. And I always have my phone in my and I go to my notes and I jot that down. So in a sense, it's like I'm getting some work done, but it's within a very short period of time, if that makes sense oh yeah so i do try to make the most out of those small uh small little like moments of time that i do have because i but i really don't think we have enough hours in a day honestly
1: i don't think i still feel that way even when i've planned oh i was just gonna say i i even find like you like you said writing stuff in your notes that you need Mm -hmm. to do or sometimes just thinking like a lot of times I actually plan most of the stuff that I post. I write my captions ahead of time because I'm just one of those people who I just like to plan or, you yeah. know, random thoughts come to you at different times. That's why it's so important to journal because sometimes That's, what comes once won't come again. But I mean, also so to just treasure it. Um,
0: answer your, because I don't think I really answered your question, but to really answer I think people that really do keep <laughs> me balanced are definitely my friends. Like, um, I tell you, I, you know, each time I'm just like, Lord, I'm so like, I'm so blessed with my friends, um, because they are they bring out the fun in me, the relaxed side in me. Even my little brother, oh my goodness, you know. So it's like, unless I've been going hard at so many things for mm-hmm. so long, because I'm, I think I'm the type of person I like. I keep going and going and going and going, and I don't know when to stop, right? I don't know when to give myself a break and enjoy certain things. And my friends really bring that out in me so I'm so grateful for that because they balance me out so yeah I think I'll just be a very like boring
1: lonely person (laughs) if it wasn't for them but yeah I love that and yeah I love to hear that especially when you just hear when you feel like you have people around you who understand you or keep you balanced I think that is just very heartwarming and relaxing because you feel like you can relate or they keep you stable. So that, that helps a lot. And I was, you know, we mentioned, you mentioned a lot about um, the people you have around you and your family. And one thing I always just think about myself is because we come from Zimbabwe where there's lots of struggle, economic hardships, you know, our economy has never been great since we were both younger. Do you ever feel like you have so much pressure to do well or, because we have the opportunity to be in university, do you? How do you? Do you feel pressure? And if you do, how do you handle it? I
0: think naturally being the firstborn, I've been feeling that pressure since I don't know. <laughs> so I think that, and I think also going back when I was still in gym, right? I remember when I decided to drop out of high school and do homeschool, right? Like out of a formal education and do homeschool, um, so I could kind of. Pursue tennis so I could get a scholarship and come here to the States. And that was probably the most pressure I'd ever put my put on myself. Um, because here I had my parents who were investing in me financially, my tennis coach investing in me. And obviously people who were like, you know, what the heck are you trying to do? You know, and then pressure of like, I don't want to fail my who don't film my friends who've at a formal school pass. So things like that. So I feel, um... So I feel like sometimes at the, there's always pressure, Um, but I'm so grateful for like a lot of the different stages that I've gone through in my life because they've always prepared me for different stages of pressure that I've faced. So in instance, the pressure I faced back then when I left school was different, but I saw that I overcame and it's like, oh wow, okay, I've done this. So let me keep it moving, right? And the pressure I'll feel now of like, I'm about to graduate, I've got this, it's like, okay, I can just pray about it, my friends will help me with this, da-da-da, do the work I need to do, and, like, let's keep it moving. Although I feel it seems it's easier said than done, but I think the biggest thing that really helps me is prayer, honestly, Um and when music as well, and just writing, mm-hmm. so, and my friends, oh, yeah, Did I, yeah. <laughs> Know
1: what I wouldn't do with that. I love that. I love that so much. And I just want to know, in terms of things that have helped your journey, maybe resources. I know you've talked a lot about the people you have in your life and family and friends. Is there anything specific that you think was that has helped your journey? And I know the internet is a big resource, but is um, there anything else? Okay,
0: that's a good question. So I would, I mean, definitely like what you
1: said, the internet is a great resource.
0: Obviously, the fact, I know you asked me this earlier on, but the fact that I'm a student athlete, tennis has really helped me with my journey. Um, if it wasn't for tennis, I literally would not be here. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be the person I am today. All my values have centered around the type of tennis player I am.
1: And one thing I think for sure, we, I think they talk about the expression what you know and who you know. I think that's been very balanced in my journey, probably in yours as well, Mm -hmm. is you talked a lot about relationships and making sure you stay in contact with people. I think that's one thing I've seen just being in, like you said, in sports and also just working in the golf industry for my past internship is the people you speak to and the way you connect with them. It's just so important to reach out. Like, I think one thing someone on Upper Step mentioned was taking time to know different people in the workplace. That's something I did during my internship. And speaking to each person and them actually asking you who you are and where you come from is so different. Like than just stopping by the office for 20 minutes. I think it's just helped to stretch yourself. And I think that's one thing we both talk about a lot is just pushing yourself to do something, even if you don't initially see it in yourself. Yeah, that is
0: true. And I mean, also just to um, piggyback off of what you said, I would definitely add as well that exposure Mm -hmm. is very important. And people talk about this a lot. Like, yes, if you never left the country, leave. If you've never done this, try, which is also what you've, you know, mentioned. But I think exposure is so important. Uh, it definitely gives us such different perspectives and opinions. And we just learn so much about ourselves. And it's another thing as well. I've been trying to be very mindful and um, intentional about is Although yes, I definitely love networking and meeting a lot of people, because every single time I'm like, no, it's okay, I'm tired, I don't want to talk to this person, and I talk to them, that person becomes such a key player in my network. So another thing as well is I've been trying to talk to people who might not, let's say, look like me or think like me. People who um, you know, when with some people where you talk, you connect, you can feel that we have connected, right? You just feel that. But then with some people, it's very, it could be very awkward or you can tell that your personalities clash. So now basically I'm trying to put more effort to connect with those people who I would generally shy away from or stay away from because of that, just our personalities. I didn't feel that because I feel like that's the next type of challenge that I should put for myself. Right. So.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. I think just from a personal story for myself is I think when I was the LPGA, we had um uh, people in your in your team who you're going to be with most of the time, so you're so mm-hmm. comfortable and it's easy to connect with them. Then there's a few people who you might be fearful to speak to or they're mm-hmm. you know, they're like the big dog of the company. So you're like, would they really care to have thirty minutes with me? But sometimes it's interesting how when you actually make the you know, the initiation, can we have a conversation? It's interesting to see that you might actually change your perspective or you learn a lot. I think one thing I remember when you were going to lots of conferences. I think it was last year, and that's something I had. I I think I'd only been to one. I had never really challenged myself to network, you know, uh, to that extent. And my first networking event, I remember like feeling nervous. I hadn't really practiced my elevator pitch. I had prepped some questions, but I wasn't fully as experienced as I am now, and it was nerve wracking. I was just like, okay, you know, you know, the first initial reaction but now i enjoy it so much and like you said you speak to people and you feel that connection and then there's also people you're not really sure if it if you hit it off but one thing that was also funny to me was my first event i realized when you're so nervous and you say your name and everything then you forget (laughs) to listen to the other person's name and names are so important Mm -hmm. so that was like the small things that and you say yourself does
0: yeah and i remember my first conference I cried. Literally, my first two conferences, I cried. And so I'm a cry if I'm angry, sad, if, like, I, you know. And I went to the world and I cried because I just was, I felt so unprepared. I thought I could talk to people, right? But then now when you're talking to people and you also have to talk about yourself, that becomes a whole different thing, you know. And also when you're talking to people and trying to be intentional about something, that is something also really different. You have to practice it. So... It's true. Like, it's just about putting yourself in there and being okay with not knowing and then just moving forward and growing from that.
1: Oh, yeah. And like you mentioned about talking to people, one thing I used to struggle with, of which I still have to push myself to do it, Mm -hmm. is when people ask what your strengths are or what you're good at. And I think that just comes from naturally Mm -hmm. always feeling like, oh, I need to be humble Mm -hmm. or what am I actually good at? That's self-doubt. But I noticed that even in, when you're being recruited as a college athlete, yeah. you have to be able to actually say what you're good at or what you enjoy because it's not only about selling, but it's just seeing if that person can actually actually identify who they are. So, yeah, that's so important. And, yeah, and another thing I was going to ask you is, is there anything you would tell Ooh. your younger self? Uh,
0: <laughs> that's interesting. I like asking people this question, but <laughs> I've never been asked this question. The thing I would tell my younger self is, do you know what? I don't think I would tell my younger self anything, to be honest. Um, yeah, I would. Oh, you tell would just let yourself explore anything because I know people the tend to, uh, usually tend to say, oh, you know, I've told myself relax. I'd have told myself, um, you have time. I'd have told myself, talk to this person or try this, but. And look, at it. if I was to tell myself, relax, right, I wouldn't have achieved the things I've achieved so far. I wouldn't have done this and this and this because I would have relaxed. Right. And I feel I work better when I'm under pressure. Mm. I I work better when, when there's so many things I don't know because I have that pressure. I'm like, OK, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Right. And then in terms of like with doing this instead of this, I don't think I would tell myself any of that because. All the failures that I've gone through, all the, you know, all the, I guess, quote unquote, like bad things or disappointments, I would say that they did set me up for the next success that I was able to have. They were literally a stepping stone. Because like I said again, if I look back at all the moments and I thought, oh my goodness, my life is going to come to an end. This is so bad. Literally, God turned that around. And what I thought was a bad thing, it gave me tools for my next great thing. In those bad situations, in those depressing situations, in those fa- situations of failure, I was able to come up with something to help myself and to help other people. So I don't think I would uh, go back and tell my younger self anything. Maybe when I'm like, I don't know. 50 or something and I've lived longer wow, awesome. I have
1: something else but yeah as for now I don't think I do tell myself anything yeah awesome I love that and I think that's the first time I think I've heard that so just seeing its uniqueness is very like it's very interesting but I also want to know is there anything we can expect to see from you maybe by the end of this year or next year and I'm hinting towards yeah. maybe the next yeah. book because I know so, you've mentioned that to me before I,
0: Oh, I'm just so excited about that. So and this book that should come out and I don't know when it's gonna come out yet. I I'm not gonna put a date. But I did finish writing this actually before I published Where's the Internship? But since this one is very different, I'm it's very it's literally my baby because as I mentioned, I wrote this at a time when I thought it was my lowest. It literally carried me through that. It's it's a very vulnerable stage of my life. And yeah, it's very, um, it's a very like raw story. Um So I'm just still like polishing that and just be on the lookout for that. It'll come out maybe end of this year or next year, but it'll come out soon. Um But I'm still definitely going to be writing more. Also have right. finance uh, blogs. I'll be sharing more material on that as well. It might be taking a little spin. Um, a little different spin as well, um, and then also upper step will be coming as well with some amazing things soon. Uh, so yeah,
1: yeah, awesome. That's that's great. And can I just find out um, where can people access oh, your yeah, ebooks so and also everything your of
0: mine blog. is on all of my social media platforms. So you guys can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, on my and also I'm on Twitter, but I'm still trying to figure out how Twitter works. If anyone knows how to use Twitter, please send me a message mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm trying to figure that out. But, uh, my, on my LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. it's basically Rufaro Chirewa. So R-U-F-A-R-O and then C-H-I-R-E-W-A. And I literally have in my bio, I have the link and I have the link for the ebook, which is a free ebook, very short read. I have the link for the blog for WhatsApp Finance. That's the finance blog. And then also on my LinkedIn, the links in my bio and also on my
1: Facebook. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And one thing I really want to know is what your advice is for all our listeners. Mm -hmm. Because I think we have a mix from Gen Z to millennials. So being that that's the phase where everyone's under pressure because they're comparing themselves to someone else or they're about to go into a new job or into college. Yeah, so I don't take too long to
0: answer this because it's something I've been trying to. I've been trying to get a lot of inspiration <laughs> and advice from my summer. So as I mentioned, when I was in New York for my internship, I was doing a lot of coffee chats with a lot of people. And after talking to each person, they would give me advice. You know, and some people gave me different things and at the end of the day I had to pick what I really wanted to listen to. But something that really, really stuck with me as I was as I'm still trying to figure out myself, like I like doing so many things and I don't really know what my full purpose is in life yet. And but the biggest thing I would say that breathe and just keep doing what you're doing. Because I wouldn't tell people like, no, slow down, no, do this. But breathe and keep doing what you're doing. Because as long as you're making small steps, you are making steps. If you decide to accelerate for, I don't know, accelerate for a month, accelerate for a month and then continue making those small steps. Even though sometimes you might not have a clear plan, just keep going. Because I have days when I'm like, okay, but I don't have a clear plan. Why am I still doing this? Should I maybe stop? and, like, keep thinking about what it is I really want to do. And then I stop, but I'm still thinking and thinking and thinking. I'm like, okay, I'm wasting time. Maybe I could just move, do something else that I wanted to do whilst I'm still figuring out exactly what my purpose is or why I'm even here, right? So I would say don't take too much time trying to really figure out who you are, what you're supposed to be doing, because a lot of the times you will see your purpose in just the many things that you've been doing. You'll see your purpose from how people respond to the many things you do. You'll see it at a time when you least expect it. So, yeah, just keep going and don't slow down. Understand you can sprint, you can jog, but just keep going.
1: Wow, I love that. You will see your purpose where you least expect it. I love that. I feel like we often don't hear that we need to keep going. Often we think, I need to stop or let me start something else. But I love that you've emphasized that small steps Mm -hmm. are really the beginning stage to progress. Love that. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me, Rufaro. Every time I speak with you, I just enjoy it because I feel like there's a fountain of knowledge and wisdom. And we grew up hearing that you get wise like in your 50s and 60s. But I feel like as I've been speaking to so many people our age, there's so much to learn from each other. So thank you so much for joining me.